Welcome to the Team Clear Coat Podcast. This is an automotive enthusiast podcast by two car nerds. We love cars. We love talking about cars. We love yelling at each other about cars. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ian. Uh, so this is Team Clear Coat Episode 9. Wow. Of the Team Clear Coat Podcast. I'm just realizing just now that I wrote a nice outro thing for us uh-huh. that I for- I was going to print and then hang up on the back of the blanket fort oh. so that we would have that to refer to. Yeah. Um, I forgot to do that. Maybe for episode 10. Okay. Anyway. Great. Let's let's start off the episode by talking about the ending of the episode. Yeah, let's start talking. Start off by talking about the things we haven't done. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And how we're already screwing it up. Oh boy. Okay. Well, you have a beer. Yes. I have a decaf espresso. <laughs> yep. I've been <laughs> I've been two fisting Halloween candy all day. Ah, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. So, I mean, obviously, one of the best things about Halloween is that. Um, when it's all said and done, people bring their children's candy to work because they just want it out of the house. Right. I'm the guy that just puts his, ma- his mouth at the end of the table and <laughs> scoops it all in. in. Yeah, that's- you guys, I knocked on the door when I got here <laughs> this evening and I just see Dave's head like pop up. He has like the windows that are right at the top of the door. And I just see Ginger head grinning from ear to ear pop up like, hey, 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 you're here. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Oh, I got to open the door. Okay. I'm going to open the door. All right. Come in. That was basically our interaction yeah, this in, evening. In, in some ways, my spirit car is a Volkswagen Phaeton, but also um, spiritually, I'm kind of like a Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, I heard you jingle keys. Are we going for a ride? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you saw on your way to my house, you saw the most amazing car. It is so great. And I've seen it before, maybe what, like uh, six months ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Tell everyone what this angelic automotive thing is that you saw. Well, and the most hope providing thing is that I saw it just a few blocks from my house. <sighs> so I'm hoping that in the future yeah. we can track this guy down uh-huh. and just – Talk to him about his car for three hours. That That is needed. It is a an AMC Eagle SX4. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> donk. <laughs> an Eagle SX4 Coupe Donk. So I, I don't know if it, if it falls under donk or just monster car because the wheels themselves are small. No, but they, the tires are huge. They the, were that small. They're not. I like, didn't get that great of a look at it. They're not like rubber band tires like you'd see on a donk. True. Well, and I mean, it's not really a donk car, but yeah, I mean, it's just a hugely yeah, lifted. It's a lifted. Yeah. Let's call it donkish. Donkish. Yeah. It has a, hint, a strong fragrance of donk. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, whoever you are, if there's any way you've heard this, um. Yeah. You have to contact us, teamclearcode at gmail.com. Yeah. Please get a hold of us. We want to we want to be your friends. Yes. You're in Denver. We've seen you around. Yeah. I saw you downtown at like twentieth and I don't know, something. Yeah, I just saw him at like sixth and corona or whatever. If you is there like an amber alert that we could put in? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the weirdest Amber Alerts ever. We just saw a Nissan Murano Crash Cabriolet. We need to talk to that person. Yes. Yes. And our question would just be, why? Why? Bring him in. Sit him down. Yeah. Why? Yeah. We should we should be deputized to be able to do that. I, I'm telling you, nosy bring, patrol, car to, nosy patrol. Bring people in for questions. Yep. Like we should be able to serve people with uh-huh. with warrants. Bring them downtown. Book them. Yep. Book them for some questioning. Uh huh. And and we just shine a light in their eyes and yes. be like, for the love of God, why <laughs> did you buy a Honda Accord Cross Tour? <laughs> yes. Why? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say you're ruining it for the rest of us, but then we wouldn't even have them to talk to. Right. Yeah. So I don't. We. It's more curiosity than criticism. Yeah. Well, and I'm not at all critical of the decision to lift uh, an Eagle SX4. I fully support it. In fact, if there if this guy has like some kind of web portal that I can donate money to to keep it going, <laughs> I, I'll throw twenty bucks his way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll crowdfund a lifted AMC Eagle. It's the strangest looking, just most random thing it's ever. It's so great. It's so great. Yeah. Oh, love it. Anyway, yeah. that's a great way to start out uh, recording a podcast, seeing something like that. Yeah. So let's take a turn for all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about the garage. Your garage. My garage. My. Give me the full rundown, buddy. Well, since we last talked, I've had both of my cars into their various mechanics. The Volkswagen went in wheel bearing, as we discussed, I think, in the last time. So yep. that's all fixed. Yep. That's a happy car. Now. Putting my head down on the street while you drove by was <laughs> yeah. not a not a recommended way of endorsing it, of of troubleshooting it. No, because it ended up being the opposite corner of what yep. we thought it was. Yep. Yeah. So we do real good. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Um I we we should we should just say it at every podcast uh-huh. and every opportunity that we are not experts and we're not trying no. to bill ourselves as experts. We no. Are, we are on a journey to learn. Yes, and, and you're coming along with us. And we are very opinionated. Yes. <laughs> and we're sorry. Yeah. Opinionated without any right to be. That's basically yep. what we're doing. Yep. Anyway, so the Volkswagen had a wheel bearing. That's okay. all all better. Okay, great. It's a it's running very well. Happy little car. Yep. The Saab, mm-hmm. on the other hand, the Turbo X. Yep. Um, I took it in. I was starting to get uh, the dreaded service X-Wheel Drive, which is the Saab, branded, uh, Saab branding for the Haldex 4, uh, fourth gen four-wheel drive system that they have. And uh, so I was due for 100,000-mile service anyway. Uh, okay. So I brought them in for the 100,000-mile service. Um, and then just told them to also, I asked them to please also do a full Haldex service on it, which is just a, which is just fluid changes basically. And, um, so they did all that. They said everything looked great. All the fluids are clean coming out. There weren't like metal shavings all over the place or anything. They didn't find like a kitten. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything, everything looked okay. And I know that the services that had been done previously from the, from the first owner. So. I uh, I get in the parking lot and I pull out of the parking spot, back out. Everything's cool. Turn turn the wheel just slightly and I hear and like you know like a a grabbing feel from the back. Uh, and it was that feel of I don't know if you've ever driven a like a four wheel drive truck like a permanent all all the time four wheel drive truck in a parking lot mm-hmm. and where the diffs are locked. Okay. And so the inside wheel is like grabbing for grip because it's trying to the outside wheel's turning moving more and yeah. the inside wheel is turn moving less so it's kind of trying to Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it, they're locked so it's uh-huh. moving at a faster rate so it's slipping. Okay. So you can feel that in the through the car. Uh. And uh and I knew that wasn't right. Drove for like a few feet and just turned around, came right back and was like, did you guys drive this after you mm-hmm. did it? And they were like, no. I was like, well, and I got the service manager to come out and and drive it around. He was like, oh, yeah, you're not taking this home. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not great news because okay. so the most saw mechanics – they don't have a lot of experience with the all wheel with the X wheel drive. It came it came in towards the end of Sobs. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And it it's the Haldex, which is and the fourth gen thing, especially with the my car has the electronic limited slip differential, which is the problem child right here. Um it's all hydraulic and clutch actuated and all this sort of stuff. And so they, they don't lot a lot of them don't have a great understanding of it, especially if they specialize in the older stuff. And uh, and there's a lot of misinformation because part numbers changed because GM basically licensed this technology from Haldex and applied it in different ways to different cars. Okay. So um, the the reaction of most saw mechanics is to just replace the whole rear end, which is like three thousand uh. dollars in parts. Um, can be catastrophically expensive. Right. Um. And and it wasn't doing anything before you took it in, right? Right. I was getting the service. Well, you were light. getting a service light, but that's a light, right? Yeah. And so the theory is that, like, basically, the reason it started after they ch- changed the fluid is that that limited slip. So basically, what's happening is that 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 clutch pack that controls the electronic limited slip stuff. So basically, the clutch pack that locks the diff in. 
um, is not disengaging. So it's not allowing the diff to open back up after it's locked. And um, so the theory is that because that fluid is so essential to that, to that operation, that it was older and so wasn't providing as much pressure because it gets worn down, which okay. is why you have to replace it every like 35,000 miles. Okay. Um, and then when we put the fresh fluid in, then all of a sudden it had enough grit and grip to and pressure to actually uh, to actually lock the diff in. Or it could have just been a fluid level thing and it wasn't high enough before to provide the pressure, something like that. So does that mean there was some kind of degradation to a mechanical component because of that? Well, and then it was brought to ser- brought to light when this new fluid was introduced. So there's a couple of things that can happen. That clutch pack can actually fail inside of it. Like this, all the seals can go bad and everything. Or um, there's a, and this is what I'm hoping for. There's a filter that basically is between that clutch pack and the differential. And what can happen is that it can it can fail, and too much fluid can leak from the clutch pack into the diff. Which would cause it to lock. Right, because then the clutch doesn't have enough fluid to actually actuate. Uh Uh-huh, and unlock. Right. Okay. Um, That's my understanding of it. It is is a pretty complex system, and I've been, you know, trying to cram as much information on it into my brain in the last couple days. But so that's my understanding of it. So that's what can happen. So I just overnighted a filter replacement kit. Okay. To them, and they are getting it tomorrow. So hopefully, what's a filter replacement kit run? It was well. It also included all the fluid, and the fluid is crazy expensive. Really? Yeah, it was like two hundred bucks. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. It was like two fifty, I think, with shipping. Oh, buddy. But they were still like that was because I overnighted it. Right. Right. And they were like, it's still uh, less expensive than what it would be through us. So okay. So until then, you have a Saab loaner. I have a Saab loader that's an really, automatic nine three. Uh, that's awful. Is it? It's really bad. Yeah. It's it's a real real big piece of shit. Is it? <laughs> is it just because of the automatic or what? Uh, no. I mean that's part of it. Okay. But it's the brakes are not fantastic oh, and yeah. you know, the seats are all ripped up and yep. not much work on it. Yep. But yeah. So if the filter thing doesn't work, then I'm looking at either. Buying a new clutch pack. Okay. Cost? Um, new uh-huh. from – okay. So this is the other thing that I found out. There are – they did use that same exact setup in Cadillac, Cadillac SRXs okay. and um, Buick Enclaves and Buick LaCrosses. Okay. Other all-wheel drive General Motors cars. Yes. Right. Uh, but I think just Cadillacs and Buicks uh, and then I think o- some Opals in, in Europe. Okay. Um, so I went to the Cadillac dealership in town and got a whole parts list and prices and stuff. The whole rear end is like $2,300 okay. through the dealer. I found it online a couple places for like seventeen, eighteen hundred $1,800. Okay. That would be the worst, worst case scenario. And that's parts only. So you'd still have labor on top of that. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's something I'm doing. So. Right. Right. No. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how much labor they would charge me for that. The clutch pack, just the clutch pack, uh, was eight hundred dollars through, um, through the through the dealer. Okay. I think I found it online for like five hundred ish. Okay. Also, I'm finding online for a little less than a thousand dollars full differentials out of like wrecked lacrosses. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So that's like an clips. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, and this is this is where I'm going to appeal to some readers. Our uh, readers, listeners, that's what we have. Nobody's reading this. <laughs> listeners, uh huh. If you have a neighbor who you don't like, <laughs> and they have a 2011 to 15 Buick LaCrosse four wheel drive, uh-huh. here's what I want you to do: <laughs> jack up their car and steal their differential and I... ship it to us. Team Clearcoat cannot endorse this behavior. All, <laughs> but but please do it. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, see, so I mean, a lot of a lot of Saab owners really like the Turbo X. Yeah. But I think I fall into the camp of 
Saab owners that really like the Turbo X, but are also intimidated by the late run Saabs that have this kind of technology yeah. that could potentially be very expensive to replace. Yes. And and it's I think it's um, a lot of it is that there's a pretty steep learning curve. So if you're yeah. one of the unlucky ones who uh, who break early in that learning curve, you're kind of fucked. But luckily, we're finding out that GM, in a surprise to no one, was cheap and reused a lot of this stuff in a lot of different things. You know, yeah. that, that 2.8 turbo was in a few things. Um, the This Haldex system is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing I got to worry about next going bad is the uh, the the other thing I've been reading about of the self-leveling um, dampers in the back. Apparently, there's not a lot of replacement for that. It has self-leveling in the rear? Yeah, but it's not – it's a weird like mechanical setup. Of course it is. Setup. Yeah. So a lot of uh-huh. people just ditch them and go to coilovers. Okay. Which All is right. probably what I would end up doing. <laughs> it's a sob, so it takes meatballs. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> do I add a meatball? Do I remove a meatball? <laughs> what angle? Bork, bork. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. So, oh God. To recalibrate the self-leveling suspension, put in this ABBA CD. <laughs> <laughs> right when they say in the air tonight, Fernando, hit enter. <laughs> yeah. If it skips. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Dang, buddy. Well, I'm interested to find out how the filter goes. Yeah. I really hope that's it. Yeah, me too. And I, I have read people where. I gotta look the filter up. I want to see what it looks like. It's really tiny, and it's just a. It's more the seals, I think. Okay. um, Yeah. uh, Some people, the filter fixes it for like three thousand miles, and then it comes back, and they end up having to do the clutch pack or whatever. Oh, really? Which would suck because then you get dinged for labor twice. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of so like the filter has allowed it to degrade to a certain point, but then kind of. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy, dang man. Yeah. Frustrating, yeah. But make me feel better, and let's uh, let's get into your garage. You got your yeah. track day, and I want to hear about it. Yes. So I had an awesome track day with MH Volkswagen out at High Plains Raceway. Mm-hmm. It was such a great time. Um, I bought the full day pass, which was only eighty dollars. So you have to do it. I mean, you just have to do it. it. It's a great way to spend a day. Yeah. Even if you only do a couple laps in your car, or you just do the introductory lead follow session to kind of get the feel of what it's like to actually drive on a track um, and then just ride in other cars for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, Did you get a lot of laps in? Or? I, I, I took it pretty easy on the Saab. Yeah. Um, and I actually have an issue fitting in my car <clears throat> in a really comfortable position with the helmet on. Really? Yeah. So the Saab has good headroom, yeah. but I really did have to uh, kind of scoop my seat back, which lessened my leverage on the steering wheel. Interesting. And it's it's kind of a fight to get that thing around some turns and stuff. Hmm. Um, but so, yeah, so I did a fair amount. I think I only sat out one session. But so the way it all works for anybody that doesn't know is um, – When you get there, you have a driver meeting where they talk about the basics of the track and stuff like that. We've kind of talked about that kind of stuff before. Right. Um, Passing is on – oh, they split you into a slow group and a fast group. Obviously, I was in the slow group, right? Um, And uh, use your words, Dave. So so then for the first thing that you do when you're in in this group is um, you do a lead follow lap. Right? right, and in the slow group, passing is on hand signal only, so, and only on the straightaways. So if a, a faster car is coming up behind you, which it does often for me, <laughs> um, you and you're on a straightaway, you let you point out the window which side you want them to pass on, and you let off the throttle to allow the pass to happen. Uh, no matter what, you hold the racing line, right? So that everything that the whole name of the game is that everything you're doing should be predictable and expected. Right. Like nobody's going to expect you to go super wide around a turn when somebody shouldn't even be passing you anyway. Right. So if the car behind you was having an issue, it should be able to figure out what you were going to be doing and then take care of its thing on that, you Mm -hmm. know, based off of that. So these kinds of parameters will allow you to have a really safe track day. And that's that's great, especially if, you know, it's your first time out or you're a novice like I am. Um 
it's it makes it 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 makes it really fun. So with the slow group, you do a lead follow where they have a few cars behind a driving instructor. And then that you take turns being the car right behind the driving instructor. The driving instructor is going maybe 50% in their car, also known as 95% in myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I, was, I wanted to ask you, because you you've done at least one track day before, too? One, one track day, and I've done some autocross. Okay, so the, yep. the track day you did before was also at High Plains. Yep. Did you feel like the lead follow was a waste of time? No, it was not because just so you've made some changes to your car. I have made some changes to my car. And so kind of getting in at that, that more progressive limit where, um, where you just, uh, you're kind of feeling out the new changes to your car and where those limits are, uh, and slowly ramping up to that instead of with a lead follow lap, instead of just tearing the bandaid off and trying to figure it out, um, on a, just a normal lap is it's pretty beneficial. So, and it doesn't last that long. I mean, right. um, yeah, the yeah, it was sl- like three or four laps, right? Yeah. Something the like slow group runs from the top of the hour to the bottom fast group. It, and then they rotate off the track. Fast group goes from bottom of the hour to top. And so I would keep the sob out. W- what I would do is everybody would line up for the slow group. Right. And then I would wait a second and I would go out at the end of the slow group. Right. Right. Which meant I, there was there were a couple cars I could pass, but mm-hmm. you know, um, but pretty much I had wide open track until the until the faster cars in the slow group started lapping me. Oh right? really? Yeah. So um, so what what all was in your group? Because last time we were there, there was some uh-huh. pretty intimidating stuff in the slow group. There was. Um, so uh, in my group, I went out with um, some guys that had these uh, great vintage bmws Mm. so i went out with uh them um let's see what else i can't remember there was uh an impreza um yeah there were a few other cars but nothing nothing super intimidating oh there was a gentleman in a focus st that was just fast as hell really yeah really really fast excellent driver really knew what he was doing um he or she um i think i've seen him on instagram i think it's a he um so, um, yeah, so, so I would have fairly open track for maybe almost 10 minutes sometimes. Oh, wow. And, you know, just really kind of ring the sob out and it, it felt really good. I mean, obviously body roll is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, the brakes are not great, but the new tra- tires, you know, did really, really well. <laughs> and obviously yeah. my, my stage three mods for the ECU and the exhaust and everything, in the straight, I hit a hundred miles an hour. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think I was maybe hitting about <laughs> ninety before. Um, I feel like you could definitely be going faster than that because I fit. I hit uh-huh. one ten, one twelve. Yeah, but your brakes are way better, and and I was taking I was taking it <clears throat> easy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there were a couple turns where I could have shifted down into second and then back into third quickly out of the turn. Yeah. I opted to stay in third and just kind of just take it easy. Okay. Instead of adding those gear shifts and the clutch engagement mm-hmm. for at that kind of harder level, okay. which is another great thing about these kinds of track days. It's really up to you to drive the car as hard as you want. Yeah. And, and that's something I really like about autocross as well. Like, you know, you're not going to go out and go out there and just kind of fart or putz around, but like, you don't have to go crazy if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. And and I find that really enjoyable. So the sob would stay out for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes each session. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come in and let it cool down and, you know, yeah, yeah, walk around, talk to friends or, and then get, get in line to take rides in uh, fast cars with the fast group. Nice. Yeah. I rode in the, the sister car to the Volkswagen Jetta, the race prep Jetta that you rode in last time, the front wheel oh, drive yeah. race car. Crazy, right? It was so amazing. Was it amazing how unstable it was? Yes. Yes. Like, it just the moved around. The rear just was all over the place. Yeah, it just wants to... It, it felt like it wanted to rotate at, like, 130 miles an hour on the front straight. And this is a front-wheel drive car. Yeah, well, and I, t- I was talking to the guy afterwards when I rode in the other one, and he said that, basically, that's the only way you can get a front-wheel drive race car to get around a corner in a competitive way uh-huh. is that you you want it to rotate 
all the time. Yep. You harden up that rear suspension. You put the yeah. biggest freaking sway bar that you can find yeah. on that rear. It does make it disconcerting from a pass- from the passenger yeah. seat. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh-huh. It, but it turns so fast and so hard. It yeah. feels like you're spinning instead of like going around a turn. Well, that, just because feels, that's what you're doing. You're just rotating feels all like the you're, time. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm looking straight. Now I'm looking left. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It was great. And it was the same driver that um, I was with last year in the Corvette Stingray. Oh, okay. So it was kind of cool seeing this seeing this guy drive a rear-wheel drive car the year before. That's interesting. Yeah. And he did, I mean, he did really well. He's a great driver. Um, and I, I really wanted to take a, a ride in a fast front-wheel drive car to see how the lines differentiated from what I've seen in the rear-wheel drive cars. Yeah, that's always been weird, too, like, especially doing, like, lead follow. Yeah. Like, I think the last time we went, we did a lead follow behind a Corvette. Yes. And... I'm like, well, same, this same has thing this time. Oh, okay, it's like this has no relevance whatsoever exactly. to the way I'm going to be driving this. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that must have been cool. And so, um, so the big the the greatest thing that happened was uh, my buddy Chris was able to come out with me, and he has a Volvo station wagon, yes. and he was running late, and thankfully he got there right as the drivers' meeting was starting, uh-huh. because otherwise you have to sit and wait until the next drivers' meeting. Right. You know they don't. Yeah, they don't really let you just kind of walk on to the session at any time. Um, and he's uh, a V70. It's a big wagon, right? It, it's or a V70. It's it, a V70. Uh-huh. I thought. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was V70 or A50. No, it's it's a V70, and it's pretty standard. I, it's not turbo. Okay. Right. Um. So, um. So I was like, oh, I'm so glad you made it. Uh, what did you bring? And he, it, oh, I said, where's the Volvo? And he was like, ah, I didn't bring it. And I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you bring? And he just opened his hand and there was the key to a Ferrari in his <laughs> hand. And like, oh, 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 his his wonderful boss gave him his Ferrari 458 Spider to drive for a day at High Plains Raceway. And he knew he was going to take it to the track. Yes. Yes. His his boss has quite the car collection. Is he hiring or uh I don't know. We could find out. Um oh my god. But yeah, so it was it was amazing. So Chris started with the slow group because this was his first day driving a Ferrari. Uh-huh. Uh, driving this Ferrari. Um and uh has he done has he had track experience before or You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll okay. have to ask him and find out. Um but he's one of those guys that has a really high natural mechanical learning ability right uh-huh. like you can just tell he picks things up fast mm-hmm. as far as like he's a, an amazing cyclist he does all kinds of great like s- tricks and s- dirt jump stuff and like he just has a really good mechanical acumen got it and when he went karting with us yeah he, he did really well he made progress very quickly yeah because i think the first time we went he was like four seconds off the pace or something uh-huh. on a 30 second lap and then by the end he was I think within half a second. Like right behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Which is not insanely fast, but. Well, yeah. but the, for one, yeah. for like three sessions, that's uh-huh. pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I got to ride with him and it was, re- it was amazing. Like feeling a Ferrari 458 change gears at full throttle. Yeah. Is life changing. Wow. It, the sound alone, like yeah. you just take the sound, the sounds brilliant. Yeah. Right. But feeling that dual clutch gearbox shift under full throttle, it just yeah. punch. Oh, uh, oh, uh. that's awesome. It's what? It, uh, it's your your whole body just sh- shakes like ah. Uh. It's it's great. It is, and the brakes are so amazing. Yeah, we, we came in pretty hot after the straight one time. Chris handled it so well. He, you could tell he was kind of making some adjustments. Yeah. He didn't turn traction control off or anything stupid like that, you know? Right. Um, in, a, in the borrowed Ferrari. Exactly. From right? his boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I, w- maybe something was helping, but man, he, he did really well. It was amazing. It was great being out on the track with that and with him. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. There were and there were some great cars there. In addition to the guys with the with the BMWs, one of the BMWs was an older 325 that was rallycross prepped. Um, oh, very cool! Yeah, there was a 633 out there. What? Yep. I should have taken pictures of these for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love the old six series. Yes. Yeah. yeah, as you should. Shark nose. Yeah. Um, but Beautiful. it was you know it's turbo. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So, so the yeah the 325 rally the six 633. 
Yeah, I can't remember. There was the a other. noble too. Right? Yeah, there was a noble M four hundred, M six hundred. It wasn't in the six hundred. It was earlier than. Oh that. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It's not the M twelve, but yeah, the M M four hundred. I think is the older one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how often do you see a noble <laughs> yeah. in the states? I don't. Um, think, I don't think I've ever seen one in person. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple just on the street. Oh, um, wow. yeah. And I, maybe it was the same one, hmm. uh, but I could have sworn I've seen a, a silver one and a purple one. But hmm. anyway, a Porsche GT3 RS. Yeah. Um, mm. The car is so light that they don't have a hood emblem. They have a vinyl decal <laughs> of the hood emblem, which is that's my favorite fact about the car. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, a great third generation FD uh, RX7 that was just done perfectly. Wow. Uh, there was a, mon- a monster Miata, a V8 swapped Miata. Nice. A turbo Miata. Um, yeah, I mean, just great stuff. Great stuff. Lots Very of cool. fun. Yeah, so anyway, it was a good day. Dusty Rusty st- survived. I thought I might have blown the turbo in a panic text to you <laughs> after, and it turned out to be a uh, vacuum hose that was disconnected from my uh, blow-off valve. So thankfully, that's all that was. <laughs> and Dusty Rusty is still, well, it's raining now, so it's probably not on fire, but Dusty yeah. Rusty's in the driveway in mostly one piece. That's awesome. Yeah. I took the bike rack off of it for the track day. It looks so weird without the bike rack. Can you keep a bike rack on for track days? Uh, there was a guy there that did. Yeah. yeah. They, one thing I didn't like was that they didn't have a tech inspection. Yeah. So like people were just there. I. Like I at least give us a minimal tech, like check everybody's tires, um, you know, like make them take their floor mat out if it doesn't have the little lockdown things. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's weird. Um, Yeah. And they didn't do a tech, a tech inspection the first day either, but Hmm. yeah. Anyway. So that was, that was what's going on with Dave. Yeah. Yeah. All good news. Oh, I put my winter. You bastard. Yeah, I'm sorry. I put my (laughs) winter tires on too. Tis the season. Yeah, I got my winters on the Volkswagen as well. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. My turning radius is better. Mine is too. (laughs) And my tires don't rub. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mine is too. Hey, the sob's a tank in the snow with the snow tires, so I really like it. Um, Yeah, you know, it's, it's that time of year. Yeah. So cold air for the turbo, but probably precipitation on the street. So it kind of cancels itself out. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we have uh, another thing we need to talk about that's sort what? of garage What? The We met some very lovely people and did some oh, karting yes. this weekend. Yes, we did. We went uh, with the – there's a meetup group uh, for Denver Formula One fans. Uh, and they usually meet at the Three Lions Pub for uh, watching – Formula One races, but during the Mexican Grand Prix this last weekend, uh, they uh, had some sponsors and rented out um, Unser uh, Karting Place, which is where we usually go karting. And uh, um, so they had a karting contest, and then they're running three heats. Yep. yep. And then uh-huh. we want, and then we watched the the race afterwards. Yeah. Now, when I say we watched the race uh-huh. afterwards, yep. Dave very nearly. Watched a Formula One race. I almost did. I I, so close. I looked away during the start. Yeah, I think I was peeing. Yeah, and then I came back and and cars were on tracks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you left. And then I left to go do a bike race. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I left to go do a bandit cross race with Team Meow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. um, Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. We met some really cool people. Yeah. It was. It was cool. We met some really cool people there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The uh, Ian, of course, is not even going to mention that in in our, in our heat, he came in first all three times. Yeah, well, twice. It was twice. Just two, oh, twice. It was okay. Just two twice. heats. Yeah, two heats. But there were three groups. Three so, groups. Yeah. Uh, there were six heats total. Yep. And you came in first in both of our heats. Yes. Uh, with a pr- the track was super cold because it was morning. Yeah. Um. So our times were a little bit off of what we have normally been able to do on on the track, right? Yeah, I was within, uh, I think, four tenths of my best time. That's about what I was, too. My best time, I think, is a 30.8, and mm. I was a 31.2 or 31 point yeah. something. My best yeah. time is a 30.0 something, and I was both both heats. I was uh-huh. in the 30.4s. Yep, yep. Um, so you were third place overall. Yeah, yeah, and Which I got was some awesome man. Yeah, I got some cool prizes. Yeah, I had like Formula One related prizes, so I got like a 
cool Mercedes hat, uh-huh. which is going to my friend Matt. And then I got a a T-shirt of the 2014 Constructors Championship, which was pretty cool. That's awesome, so, man. That's yeah. awesome. There was one moment that I really, really liked during the during the whole meetup, and it was when we were obsessing over our lines and our like our braking zones and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, oh, you know, no, you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you, and I just said, well, how about we just ask the guy that came in first place <laughs> what he oh, does? Because right, I wasn't really participating in that. <laughs> no. I was just kind of, I was, well, what I was doing, I was watching the next heats. Right. Lap times. Yeah. Obsessively worried, worried like, am I going to lose first? Because yeah. I was in first until the yeah. last yep. two laps of the last yeah. heat. Yeah. And they, they, they got me right at the end. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but as car guys sometimes do, car people, racing folks, um, like everybody thinks that they might have the right thing. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I like you can't have that kind of conversation go on without asking somebody that is destroying you <laughs> in the times. You know, I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that far ahead. You were. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And anyway, I I just thought that was really funny. I, but th- it, to was, be, it was to be kind honest, of like though, an internet comment section. Right. And I was like, no, we're just going to Snopes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not Snopes for that track because there are some yeah. – like the record yeah. is like 29. 28 something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like 28.7 or something like that. It's yeah. a high 28s. But the – and the other thing too is that there's more than one way around every one of those corners. Yep. And it depends on a million things. It depends on the temperature, what cart you have, yep. how much you weigh, where, where the put... seat and pedals are. I put the seat back this time, and I really do think that it was better. I, I put the seat halfway back the first time. It was okay, but it was super cold. I was sliding everywhere. Yeah. Um, I put the seat all the way back the second time, and I don't think I liked it. Yeah. I, so in the past... I when I started doing the indoor karting, I was always doing the electric carts, yeah. and I always had a hard time getting weight over the front wheels because I'm, you know, smaller guy. It's harder. It's hard to get weight over the front wheels, and so I would just understeer all the time. Right now at at Unser, and especially since they changed the carts around a little bit, I don't know if the weight distribution is different. It, in the they new seem carts. to have a longer wheelbase. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. But I. It's I don't fight understeer so much as I'm fighting oversteer, especially in the faster corners. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time I moved the seat back, and it seemed to seemed to make it a little more stable. Yeah, the the front end I, I feel like those carts don't have a shortage in front end grip. It, they yeah. seem to turn in pretty hard. Yeah, um, which was something that the old carts didn't, even though they might have had a shorter wheelbase. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know why, but like you said, maybe it's just weight distribution. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, they're tons of fun. They are tons of fun. And yeah, you did really well. Thank you. I was fourth in both of our heats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of oh, you had good were... lap times too. Yeah, they were okay. I mean, you know, like four to five tenths off of my fastest. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody, I don't, nobody broke into the 29s. No. They were all, I think everyone, the second place guy, I think was like a 30 point three or mm-hmm. two. Like I was like a tenth off of him. And yep. then the fastest guy got one like one lap in like the 30.0 i think yep. so and you were very consistent in your laps yeah. yeah yeah it was lucky it was nice too because as someone else remarked that was there you know the formula one fans turns out know what all the flags mean <laughs> yep exactly for watching formula one <laughs> exactly yeah and uh they knew to get over when they were blue flag yeah, yeah. so it was uh it, it was actually a really great experience on track as well yeah. even though there was a big yeah. speed differential yeah. a lot of, with a lot of people they all knew there wasn't a lot of contact everyone was no behaving good sportsmanship yeah. yeah it was great yeah. Yeah. so that that was good uh-huh yeah it was fun yeah. yeah so cool um if something like that comes up again we'll definitely tweet out about it and let other people know yeah uh, and we'll coming up yeah and definitely you know if you're a formula one fan in denver Seek out those guys because um, it is a lot of fun to go uh, go watch the race with a group of people, even if we do have to put up with the shitty, shitty NBC cover. <laughs> a whole other rant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a Facebook group that you've found them, or yeah, they're on Facebook and Instagram. And how would how Twitter. would someone find them? Uh, Denver Formula One with the numeral one. Okay. Is the best way to do it. And a meetup. On Facebook. Okay. Yeah. If you look for Formula One on meetup in Denver, that's probably the best way to, okay. to find them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so what do you say we play some FMK cars? Okay. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to jump in and go first. Oh, okay. I'm just going to I'm just going to yeah. volunteer because mine is, is timely. Is timely and directly related to what we were just talking about. Oh, cool. Okay. Cuz I anticipated by anticipate I mean I knew I was going to bring it up so that way yes. we could do this FMK cars. Okay. Um uh let me get my correct browser and my one of my endless text documents. Uh-huh. Ready. Okay, so let me uh let me scroll get rid of the other ones. Oh, he's hi- he's hiding things on the screen so I can't see the other FMK okay. cars. Okay. So this is in honor of Dave Almost watching a Formula One race. <laughs> okay. That's the title of this one. Okay. So this is F1 cars from the past. There is a catch with them. Oh, boy. Because, it, because it's FMK yeah. cars. Okay. The catch is uh-huh. that you have to slip the title sponsor into every conversation you have. Okay. You're right. a brand ambassador okay. for these cars. It's really nice to meet you, Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. You could do it like that. So let's start with the Lotus 77. Okay. Which is the John Player. The John Player special. Okay. And it's, it's, I don't know much about F1, but I know this because yep. it's very iconic. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's the one that you know and love and, and care about. Yep. Black and gold. Black and gold. And it's yep. the, the Lotus 77 in particular is this one with the... That like long flat nose. Yep. The one that Mario Andretti uh-huh. drove and stuff. I this think was, he only drove it one race, but that's okay. This was running around what years? Um seventy uh seventy six. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, seventy six, and I think they w- kept it going. Oh yeah, uh Lotus it <clears throat> from it replaced the Lotus seventy two in nineteen seventy five. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what else we got? So that's that's one of them. So you're going to talk about John Player cigarettes. Okay. In every conversation you have. I didn't even know that it was John Player were cigarettes until you just told me. I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. I had to look all these up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next one uh-huh. is the Brabham BT46. Brabham? Yeah. Okay. Brab- oh, wait. No, we're not doing the 46. I'm sorry. The BT49. Okay. Um, right. Because it has a really cool livery, and I want to bring it up. Presently, okay. Follow along at home, folks. BT forty nine. BT forty nine. It's uh-huh. got that uh, white and blue Parmalat. Okay. Uh, livery. Right. I had to look up Parmalat as well. What does that mean, Ian? Parmalat is. I will just read from Wikipedia. Okay. A multinational Italian dairy and food corporation. Oh, okay. I love it. Parmalat. Yep. Oh, yep. okay. So you know, an example would be like. Um, you know, you're explaining to someone how you found their dog in the road, uh-huh. but you are really excited about this new yogurt you found from Parmalat, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, so many questions about that last sentence. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a good picture yeah. right there. Okay. It's pretty. It, it is really pretty. Very pretty. Okay. And then, and then the, the piece de resistance. Please, please be from... Please be from the era of F1 that I like the design of that had almost no downforce on the front. Um, no, these are all downforce era cars. Oh, okay. Uh, but this is the Tyrell P34. Okay. And if anyone who everyone anyone who's listening who knows anything about F1 is just going apeshit right now. Okay. Because it's one of the most notorious cheating cars of all time. Oh, is, oh the six-wheel okay. car. The six-wheel car. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. And it is sponsored by Elf. So you're going to be talking about fuel to people. Okay. In every uh-huh. – they're now total is the okay. name of it. And I just did some research. Elf, the reason that you don't see that around anymore is because there was a big scandal in the 90s. And, yeah? Uh, they had to get renamed because really? – Yeah, they were like – the executives were basically using it as a bank account. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Ah, uh, the 90s. But look at it. It's yeah. so cool uh-huh. looking. Yes, yeah, the six-wheel F1 car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're buying a model of an F1 car, you're probably going to get one of these first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are all these are all downforce era. Okay. I didn't okay. know you were into the no downforce era. Yeah, I really like the no downforce era. I really like the design of the cars. I'm yeah, the video game that I'm kind of working on from time to time is uh-huh. going to have imagery along those lines. Okay. Yeah. But right. anyway, um, so Parmalat, John Player, mm-hmm. and Elf. Elf. And not the Will Ferrell movie. No. Uh, favorite Christmas movie. Um, so, hello. Um, 
Ian, I got you a beer out of my fridge. It happened to be sitting right next to the Parmalat. It's good, good practice. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. I I'm going to marry the Parmalat. Okay. Because dairy is going to work in way more conversations. <laughs> and it's just like saying Parmalat. It's true. It was also Parmalot! probably. Please of, don't hit the mic these, stand with your laptop. Oh, I'm sorry. That was bad. Parmalat! Probably the fastest of all of these as well. Oh, okay. All right. And it was owned by Bernie Eccleston, who is oh, a... Oh, yeah. 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 The most corrupt little troll that <laughs> ever did live. Um, outside of FIFA. Um, he, You know, he endorsed... He recently came out in support of Seth Blatter. No. Come on. Because of course he did. <sighs> He's also said things supportive of oh, Hitler. Yeah, yeah, like Hitler had yeah. some good ideas, I believe was the exact quote. Yeah. Uh, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He's a monster. Yes. Um, so next I will, uh, let's see. So I'm marrying Parmalat. Parmalat! Yeah. Parmalat! <laughs> um, the dogs are like, why is he yelling Parmalat? <laughs> um, then I'm going to F the elf car because yes. you have to, if you, if someone gives you something with six wheels on it, yep. you have to freaking drive that thing. You do. You can't turn you that do. down. You do. If somebody gives you something with three wheels, mm-hmm. six wheels, any, anything besides four wheels, you have to drive it Yeah, at least once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and it's not like a Reliant Robin that would roll over instantly and kill you. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'd I'd f the elf and I would track day that thing. I'd f the I'd elf. F, f the elf. That's and maybe I, my favorite thing you've ever said. Thank you. I would track day, bro. That thing all day. Yes. All day. Yeah. Which means I have to send the Tyrell to the crusher. No, no. The oh. Tyrell is the is the, oh is, is the, the elf. elf. Uh, so the, that means you're you're crushing the John Player Lotus seventy seven. I I am. Wow! Yeah, I, I was not expecting that. I'm I'm sorry. I was yeah. expecting you to marry that one. Yeah, no, Parmalot, man. Par- you had you don't you want to tell you don't want to talk up cigarettes to nope, everyone. Not really. Yeah. But I'll talk up cheese. <laughs> Team Clear Coat will talk up cheese. Also, I love the way that you just resisted clapping your hands together because you were so. Clapping. <laughs> I was saying, uh, ah, Dave will yell about me. Uh, yell at me about audio production. Damn well, it. I've since learned how to use a compressor very well, so. You can clap. Oh. Just not crazy loud. Oh, okay. but yeah. Anyway. So that's, that, that's, that's it. That's my Formula One yes. themed FMK card. Awesome. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's go ahead and I, I might need to do a touch of, well, I'll save this for the next episode because there's going to be, I think you might not be 100% familiar with all the cars. Okay. Well. Should I get my Google machine ready? Um. No. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and do this. This is one that I, I think you're really going to like. This okay. is FMK Cars Porsche Edition. Mm. And there's a twist, but it's not really that crazy. Okay. Okay. So these cars come in pairs. You're getting two cars for each choice. Oh, okay. okay. Now with e- each pair, mm-hmm. there's a ratio attached. For each day that you drive one car, you have to drive the other car X number of days. Okay, or hours for the F1? Yeah, or hours for the F1. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, so so okay. there, so it's a pair of cars and a ratio. All right. All right, so the very first one is a Porsche 911, the 996. Oh, the 996. Right, yeah. The one with the exploding engine. Yep. Yep. The last of the air-cooled, I think? Nope, that's nope. the 993. The 996 is the first water-cooled one. Oh, okay, the first water-cooled one. Okay, but gr- a good Porsche, right? It's kind of everyone's least favorite 911, but... Okay. That's right. I'm, okay. I'm into it. I think what I was I, what I meant was the last air-cooled one. The 993. 993. So, Everyone loves that one. Yeah. Okay, so we're, that's... it. I'm changing it. It's the 993. Okay. And the other half, the other car, the the other side of the car coin is a Porsche 914. Okay. Okay. You can, you have to drive, for each day you drive the 993, mm-hmm. you have to drive the 914 15 days. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So I get to drive it a little less than, mm-hmm. like twice a month, essentially. Yep. Okay. Now, up next, we have a Porsche Panamera V6. Okay. The other car is a Porsche 356. Ooh. And this is a one-to-one ratio. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. So I can drive the Panamera. Do they have to be consecutive days or do I get just oh, like over a year? You got to true up at the end of the month. All right. Okay. Okay. Lastly. Wow. All right. We have a Porsche Carrera GT. Yes. It's going to be a fucking Cayenne, isn't it? It you is a Cayenne. A bitch. It is a Cayenne. Yeah. V6. Yeah. The ratio is one to 30. <laughs> okay. Or so, or we could say one to twenty four hours, one to thirty days. Okay, <laughs> the three fifty six is really cool, but right, I'm not a fan of the Panamera. Yeah, I kind of wanted to even that out. The nine nine three ratio is really good, and I would hoon a nine fourteen. That's that would still be fun. I feel like yeah, I think it would. Um. But a Carrera GT. A Carrera GT, but I have to live. I have to drive V10. One of my least favorite cars. V10 and a wooden shift knob. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm. I'm marrying the Cayenne. And 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 the the Carrera GT. Carrera GT. Driving a Carrera GT once a month? Are you serious? Yeah. Forever? Yes. 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 I'm doing that. Okay. I right. would even I would even do that deal if it was one to oh sixty, God. an X six M. Sorry, John. My my least favorite car. Sorry, John. Yeah, he so, loves that car. Yeah, it's terrible. It's an abomination. <laughs> John, I love you. <laughs> um. Okay. So so I'm marrying the marrying a Cayenne. Uh huh. Fuck's sake. Yep. Um. And then I'm going to. I'm gonna fuck the the nine nine three right and the nine fourteen and the nine fourteen yeah see so, so you get I'm, the nine nine three for maybe two hours and the nine fourteen for the rest of the time that's fine yeah if I, you stay awake twenty four hours yeah which I which I would yeah yeah you would you would you would do that yeah. whenever we do these and and say the f I just assume we're going from midnight to midnight yes yeah absolutely <laughs> right? tons of espresso absolutely lots of taffy are. yeah. Yeah, and with the 914, I think I would just drive between two racetracks that are like 20 hours apart, <laughs> and then I would do the 993. Okay. It would, there would be a uh-huh. transportation deal sure. somewhere in there. Sure. That's what I would do. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. That means you're crushing a Panamera V6. Yeah. And a Porsche 356. It's I know, so the 356 pretty. is so cool, but that ratio was just yeah. too messed up. One to one. Yep. I, I can't drive a Panamera. Okay. And the... The allure of the GT was just too much. Yeah. I was I was kind of trying to figure out a way to get you to kill a Carrera GT, but 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 without like making it really just yeah. like just designing it so that you kill a Carrera GT. Yeah. You know, like yeah. You have a Once Carrera a GT decade. and you get punched in the face every second of your <laughs> life. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, once a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there we go. FMK cars. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we have a listener FMK cars. Oh yeah. We got to do that yeah. one. Uh, 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 panic. Ian, you distract them. I'm going to go run and get my phone. Oh my God. This is going to be an edit point right here. <laughs> no, it's not. We're going to keep it in. All right. You can hear me. Here's my phone. I'm coming Why back. is it all the way over there? Be- because the outlet over here is being used. Oh, I probably could have just signed into the Google account. Okay. That would have worked. All right. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm back. Okay. So... You know everyone can hear you even though you didn't have headphones on, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, what? When I shut my eyes, the rest of the world doesn't go away? <laughs> <laughs> We're still working on object permanence with him, folks. He'll get there soon. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, uh, Nick sent us a very nice email. Uh, he's friends with Sean, the guy that sent in the first uh listener submitted fmk cars i like that we are we're gaining listeners by just literal like word of mouth people Friends. that can touch each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's awesome okay. yep it's gonna right. be a slow slow climb to the top yeah <laughs> yep all right so all right um i'm really sorry these fmk cars um Nick, you got to write in and tell us what you're driving now because, oh, buddy, I hope you're in something good, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what this is yet. Okay. So, so first of all, um, 
Thank you, Nick, for the email. And thank you for sending this in. Send us uh, an email with your address along with what you're currently driving. Um, and we'll send you a uh, Team Clearcoat sticker. Yes. Um, first up, we have a 1994, hey, great year, uh, Toyota Camry LE Forest Green. Wow. Four-cylinder, automatic. And I, I love Nick's descriptions. I like that he went with the LE. What's the LE trim? Do we know? I have no idea. Should I look it up? G- Google it. All while, right. While yeah. I continue to talk. I'm sorry that we don't walk around with Toyota Camry Toyota trim <laughs> levels from the mid-90s no. in our heads. If we did, man. Oh, but then like I would probably forget what words were because there was no nothing, nothing else, else left, left yeah. in my brain. Yeah. Um. So Nick's descriptions are great. Big dent in the front fender from when I slid <laughs> and hit a mailbox. So these are his. These are his. The, oh, cars. I should have. I should have prefaced this. These are all cars that he's owned. Okay. I thought yes. I was wondering why you're commenting yeah. on his car. I'm sorry. Choices. Yeah. Anyway, so no L-E. major mechanical issues. No major mechanical issues. And guess what? A stock CD player. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. 1994 CD player. That's not bad. Um, We're looking at a picture. Oh, that's not that bad. No. Yeah. They weren't bad looking. No. But I don't know. I was wondering Still when they changed it because what... I had a 1990. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, no matter what, if it's the LE trim, it's not like it's a Hemi V8 or anything. These yeah. are all 2.2 liter four cylinders. Yeah, 125 horsepower. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, there's the X. Okay, so here, here we go. Huh. It doesn't even. Maybe there's it's the, the XLE. XLE. Maybe the XLE. Oh wait, no, these are just used ones. Hold on. Oh, okay. Features and specs. Here we go. This is a segment of the show called Ian clicks on things on internet. Yeah. Um. Oh man. While you're doing that, I'm going to distract them. All right. So continue. Keep, yeah, reading. keep going. Keep going. So up next, we have a 1995 Honda. Del Sol. Ooh. Milano Red. Single overhead cam. 1.5 liter. Five <laughs> speed. Guess what? He put a cold air intake on it like a boss. Uh-huh. And a three inch fart can exhaust. Okay. Yep. So you're going to be duck farting around town. Also comes with blue street glow lights. <laughs> Nick, if you have a picture of this and your 1995 haircut, we need to see it, buddy. Well, I kind of want to know. It'd be good information to know in what year uh-huh. you're driving it. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Because if you, you were driving that in 2015, right? Uh, but anyway, I don't know. No cruise control. No air conditioning. No yeah. power steering or power locks. And stock 13 inch rims with hubcaps. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then lastly, we have a 1999 Toyota Solara SE oh. Pearl White. Oh God. <laughs> Three liter V6. But guess what, Ian? Yeah. Manual transmission. Oh, really? I, which I didn't know the Solara had. Sunroof leaks, like all sunroofs eventually will. Mm-hmm. The reverse lights don't work. And the driver's <laughs> side door doesn't open from the inside. This must, That must be the most beater Solara that ever existed. Sean okay. was going to help him fix it. He says in the email, Sean was going to help him fix it. But then he decided to trade it in. So, Interesting. Yeah. Because I... The, you only ever see Solaras because they're they're like uh-huh. cockroaches. Camry. You know they're, they're <laughs> never gonna die. No, they're not. It's yeah. a two door Camry, but the fact that they offered it with a manual, well, I didn't but, know that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was also related to some other like the Avalon cooler ones, and well, you said cooler ones, and then I said Avalon. So <laughs> anyway, all right, stop yeah. googling FMK. Right. Okay, so Delph. With, with the, the three-inch exhaust and blue ground the camera, effects. The Camry LE, I believe, was also the base model. Okay. Um, All right. By the way. Uh, so, okay, Camry LE or Solara. <laughs> um, wow. Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. All right, let's hear it. I'm crushing the Camry. Okay. All right. I'm going to fuck the Solara. Okay. The Solara, the, my day with the Solara, I'm going to use it to infiltrate and then take down AARP. <laughs> Have they had it coming? Oh, they know what they did. <laughs> they know what they did. AARP. I don't know why yeah. I picked them, but okay. just old people. Some uh-huh. Golf. That's what I'm going to, yes, I'm going to infiltrate and take down the game of golf. <laughs> 
and then um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm rocking the Del Sol. Okay. All yeah. right. So I also would rock the Del Sol. Yeah, I I do. Yeah. You would. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Would I mean, you fit in a Del Sol? You know, I've sat in one at a car show when they were new. Yeah. I think it was when I was in high school. Um, I was, I was six two or six three, I think, when I graduated, and maybe put an inch on after that. Uh-huh. I don't think I fit in a Del Sol. <laughs> Yeah, but you just take the top off it. Yes, just... yep. Just put my head out, and if I roll over, it'll just be that little <laughs> of my my ginger skull. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, you gotta marry the Del Sol. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, right? And I'd somehow duct tape a bike rack to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like with two by fours. You just like uh-huh. like put a bungee cord on your front wheel and just drag it around town. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh. Be- so I have kind of a car confession to make. I kind of like the noise that Hondas make when they have fart can exhaust. I kind <laughs> of do. It's not like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But I kind of, just the tiniest bit, mm-hmm. like a sixteenth of a teaspoon. Okay. Like yeah, the way fart can exhaust sound. That's funny. And I don't know why, yeah, but I'm being why. honest. Okay. We're in the honesty blanket fort. <laughs> that's that's what this is. So, oh gosh. And then, yeah, I'm, I've got to marry the Del Sol. I'm going to, oh boy, the Camry of the Solara. I'm crushing the Solara Ooh. just because. It knows what it did. Yeah. But yeah. it's a ma- it's the only manual one here. Right? I know, but I've got to s- use that to send a message to the other Solaros out there. <laughs> and then <sighs> then I drive around in the Toyota Camry and I don't know what I do. Deliver pizzas essentially. They probably I, I would to. I would so I'd when I drive the Toyota Camry, I would have to have all the windows down i would have to have just insane weird techno playing because that's the only thing that would keep me from falling asleep behind the wheel of a toyota camry i like it yeah we got through it we did we Oof. did uh it was touching go there for a please minute. let us know please let us know where we we can send you a sticker uh what we can and what you what you traded the solara in for because this feels like half a story. I that, want the rest of it. That would be good information. Yeah. yeah. And if you're still looking for a car, maybe we can help you. Yeah. That would be a fun thing to do too. Yeah. Send us, and any listener, send us requirements yeah. and price range and, and you know things that are important to you. And then we will provide you with the worst possible car <laughs> buying advice ever. Yes. Yes, yeah. we will. Yeah. Basically, We have a whole podcast basically centered around telling people what is broken with our car this week. Exactly. Exactly. So why shouldn't we be telling people what to you buy? You should absolutely oh, pay attention to what There's a new segment that I want to start and it's called Craigslist Alert. Oh. Craigslist Alert. Okay. So um right now in Denver there is a Saab 95 wagon. Oh. On Craigslist from 2000 2002 or 3 maybe? Okay. Um it's the Gary Fisher edition. Manual Four speed, uh, f- f- manual five speed, four cylinder turbo. Mm-hmm. It's got these great Gary Fisher edition wheels. I'm unfamiliar with this Gary Fisher edition thing. It's in a dark, nice dark forest green. Okay. Someone needs to buy this off of Craigslist right now. It's only two thousand bucks for a Saab nine five wagon. That's crazy. That's a lot of car for the money. Yeah. Yeah. So was it uh, just an appearance package? This Gary Fisher edition? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I know it comes with the Gary Fisher wheels, which uh, I think they're seventeen inch wheels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Saab Saab wheels in the seventeen inch are kind of rare. There's yeah. the Vigan wheels, and then there's really like I think these Gary Fisher editions. Interesting. And that's about it. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we should wrap up. Okay. Um, that that was Craigslist alert. Craigslist alert. <laughs> It was exciting. Because we're always on Craigslist looking at cars. We are, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But somebody needs to buy that. Really. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this has been the Team Clearcoat Podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank our listeners and look for we look forward to hearing you about your project cars that you're working on, uh, the cars that you love and hate and why, what your garage is like, and what you have to do to keep your cars running. Uh, we'd love to hear about that kind of stuff. You can send us um, that kind of stuff at teamclearcoat at gmail.com. 
Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, at Team Clearcoat. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, please. It helps other people find the podcast if it moves up in the rankings in automotive podcasts. iTunes does this weird thing where automotive podcasts are under games and hobbies and yeah. then automotive, yeah. which is kind of lame. But anyway, so. And Facebook. And Facebook, face poop us. Yep, face, yep. Poop, face, <laughs> face poop us all over. Oh, God. Hot Carl. Um, uh, yeah. And so also if you rate and review us on iTunes, if you post a review and send us an email, we'll send you a team clear coat sticker. Um, also, uh, like we're going to do for Nick and we have done for Sean. Uh, if you send us a listener submitted FMK car suggestion, we'll send you a, a team clear coat sticker. Yep. And yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, you can follow Ian. Uh, I'm at I roll so hard. E-Y-E is I, because I'm clever. I ask you to do this because I see how uncomfortable you get every I time. I hate it. I hate it. This is my least person. favorite part of the co- podcast. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could change your Instagram name, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not because I'm I'm proud of my name. I think yeah, it's Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. Just self-promotion is just not in my in my makeup. Yeah. Well, you post some cool, cool pictures. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm at Goose on Instagram. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, follow us, write us a review, let us know what your car world is like right now. Yeah. And I think that's about it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.